you'll take your Bibles very quickly and turn to Judges, the second chapter, I'm going to give you a little bit of an outline and uh, of some things to consider from Judges, the second chapter. In about uh, five or six minutes, we'll be done here, and uh, we'll be having our meeting over here. No, we're going to move our meeting to the fellowship hall so that we don't have to fight uh, people yakking. So uh, if you're in the meeting, then please head that way quickly so that we can get you out of here. And then uh, I've been reminded, you'll need to remind me before we leave this room, uh, that we need to vote on the Dion's missionaries as for support, which we talked about a couple weeks ago, and I was supposed to do that last week and didn't. And uh, then it was mentioned then last week or two weeks ago uh, to um, take some money and help the Lewis family get back here for their son's graduation at Pensacola uh, since they're taking Pastor Andrew down away from us to go down there. And uh, so uh, taking $2,000 and helping send his family back up here. So if you would just uh, think about those things as we're ready to move forward. Judges, the second chapter, we're going to look at verse 16. Uh, we stopped there last week with that nevertheless, as we looked at uh, how they made such a mess of things, and then God steps in, verse 16, he says, nevertheless, the Lord raised up judges. What is a judge? Somebody tell me. Don't uh, tell me what a judge is, like on the Supreme Court, but in Bible terms, what's a judge? A decision maker, basically, right? So you have a You'd have a dilemma, I don't really know what we're supposed to do, you'd have an argument between two people, whatever, you'd bring it to the judge, and the judge would, would help make a decision, would render a decision. Uh, God then established these judges, actually, to rule over Israel. Take a look at verse 16, it says, Nevertheless, the Lord raised up, it's important to note that, judges which delivered them out of the hand of those that spoiled them. Now, if you remember your stories about the judges, and we'll be coming into those, they not only were decision makers, but they happened to be military leaders as well, right? Uh, they did all kinds of things. God used them, and the judges delivered them out of the hands of these people. But look at verse 17. I mean, here, we just looked through this whole list in, uh, last week about all these issues that these people were, were giving to the Lord. God steps in with verse 16 with that nevertheless, that glorious nevertheless, that God doesn't quit. We look back at the first part of Judges chapter 2. Uh, where God promises, I think it's uh, verse 1, the end of verse 1, it says, and God speaking, it says, I swore unto your fathers, and I said, I will never break my covenant with you. And God reminded them of that in verse 16. Now look at verse 17. And yet, they would not hearken. Now, do you remember what we've been talking about? What is the promised land? It is the land of God's blessing. When God's people are obedient to him, they enter into this promised land, and they begin to know the, the blessings of God, this land flowing in milk and honey. It is not heaven. Sin does not exist in heaven. Enemies do not exist in heaven. You don't fight battles to get into heaven. You understand? Uh, it is the example of what it is to live for the Lord and with the Lord in God's blessing on this earth. And so as we're obedient, we have this great blessing. And we were talking about how the God said, go in there and destroy, utterly destroy, get rid of all of these enemies that are in the land. In the Bible, we looked at last week, how that they failed to do so, failed to do so, failed to do so, and began to create problems for them. God steps in and establishes judges, which is what this book is about. And yet, in verse 17, they would not hearken unto their judges. And I want to focus on this next phrase, and this is going to be a little awkward for some of you. We'll get past the awkwardness. 
and help you to see this because I want you to see the progression. This is the danger when you and I fail to be obedient to the Lord, fail to get rid of the enemies in our life, to, you know, to flee youthful lusts, to put off uh, and renew our minds and put on the mind of Christ. When we fail to do that, then it leads us to uh, the dis- disappointment that we had, saw in the first part of this. But then when we still respond with stubbornness and we still respond with, I'm not going to obey God, even after God graciously steps back in, uh, and the next step begins to happen. It says, not only would they not hearken, but they went a-whoring after other gods. And I want you to understand, earlier in the passage it said that those other gods became a snare to them. Remember that phrase? Those other gods then kind of wooed them away from the Lord. There's a total difference now. It wasn't that they were lured away from God. Now they are the ones seeking, doing the seeking. To, to play the part uh, that is described here, and I'm trying to be delicate because I know we have uh, young children in here, right? But to go a-whoring after other gods is, means that you're literally the one seeking. You're actively out there trying to, trying to uh, seek out these other gods. That's the danger when you and I fail to respond to the Holy Spirit of God. We're in this land of milk and honey, this land of God's blessing. And in order to enjoy God's blessing, we need to stay with the program, put off, renew, put on, allow him to sanctify us, to change us in the image of his son. And when we sink our heels in and say, I'm not going to do it, eventually it leads us to this kind of thing. We're now, as Christians, living in the promised land, we are actively running toward wickedness rather than even being influenced by it. Prior to this point, they've been influenced. Now they're going a-whoring after other gods. It's a dangerous place for us to be. And it said, and they bowed themselves unto them and turned, and look at the next word. We're only going to get through verse 17, so don't panic. And turned, what is that next word? Quickly out of the way, which their fathers walked in, obeying the commandment of the Lord. Their fathers obeyed the commandment of the Lord, but they did not so. And when this happened, it happened quickly. Have you ever seen that Christian who it seems like that they just suddenly, they crossed the line and everything happened quickly in the fact that they were running away from God? That's what's happening here. God has been patient. Nevertheless, even in fact, in spite of their stubbornness, nevertheless, God gave them judges to deliver them. They had another opportunity to be delivered, to know the freedom that God was offering them in this great land, this new promised land he brought them into. But they chose to run away from God and to do so quickly. So, you know, that's our challenge. We want to make sure that what we're doing for our families, what we're doing for our own spiritual walk, is not leading us in that direction. A lot of good things for us to consider tonight from Judges.